0: Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Versique's Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. Hello
1: and welcome to the Inside Executive Search podcast. My name is Steve Yakish. And this podcast is for business owners, executives, and board members seeking strategies and tactics to attract, select, and retain the very best. If you don't have a plan to attract the very best, keep listening. This podcast will help you get there. That said, it's my privilege to introduce Scott Peterson from Versique Search. Privilege is all mine, Steve. (laughs) Thank you for the intro. Well, since it is the holiday seasons and our executive producer, Taylor, was talking the other day about the 12 days of Christmas, yes, we came up with the idea to spin that into
0: the 12 executive search podcasts of, of the, the year, year right? Yeah. Kind of at the end of the year. Kind of our most listened to, the most interaction we received from you, the, the listening audience. So we thought we'd list those off and- Kind of recap them? Recap them. Yeah. So- All right. Well, why don't you start us off with the first one? Yeah. So one of our episodes, and I guess i would set the stage of these are worthy of going back and listen to. So if you haven't listened to these, go back into the archives of our podcast and listen to these because we're going to hit really the high points of these. We're not going to get into the full podcast. First one that I want to talk about was when we had a guest, George Murray, who is a serial networker talking about really how to grow and leverage your executive network and really what to do with that. And how you should be doing that while you're in your job, not when you need a job, and all the components of that and why that's important. And, and he gave a lot of great insight into how many people do you need to see you know, on a weekly basis when you're in a job and how many do you need to see while you're in transition into a new job. And the numbers are crazy in terms of what he's been able to do. But again, encourage you to listen back at that and keep that network really fresh and strong as you head into the new year. Yeah.
1: And on that, I think too, it was what I got out of it was, you know, it was really around when he was in a job transition. But once he did land at Rudolph Technologies as right. a chief operating officer, this network that he has available to just help solve business issues or challenges or just ask questions. I mean, it's a powerful tool. Yeah, it can be a great peer group for him. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. The other one uh, we want to highlight here, the second one was the two key elements to an effective talent attraction process. you know really it's about sitting down and taking time and really crafting your compelling story. You right. know, we've referenced that in, on a variety of podcasts. but how are you going to share your story? Yep. first and foremost? And I think two of the other pieces is, is really the executive position profile that comes out of the exercise to build that compelling story slow down, take your time, understand what success in the role looks like, and really build a powerful position spec, those two things will at least get you off to a good start. It's not easy, but those are the the two key ones. I would
0: add in here, most companies, when they lose a key position, like instantly panic and post a job (laughs) out on LinkedIn or Indeed, and really slowing down, stopping, and getting these two things really well thought out, well done, will help you in your recruiting process going forward. Yep. Absolutely. What's next? Yeah. Some hiring trends. We quoted a Forbes article and really I'm going to bring it down to a few nuggets of what really was that. And that's what companies are really trying to be listeners to their employees, not only the ones that are there, but the ones that are trying to attract. Building that brand of their company, understanding what's important to new hires from a work-life balance standpoint, their own personal development in the company. Not that the company doesn't provide development opportunities, but how as an individual at that company, do I develop my own self-development of the things that I want to get better at? And companies are doing much better at that. So we're starting to see some of those trends really getting back to the employee mm-hmm. versus the company providing everything. The yeah. employees are asking and the companies are delivering. Yep. Yeah, and, and we'll
1: obviously here come you know, the calendar flip, we'll have another podcast on kind of the 2020 outlook trends in the marketplace as well. So I think one of the most highly listened to podcasts was one around how do you build an executive comp package and what are the main components of it? Again, at a high level, obviously you have your W-2 type of compensation, your base and your bonuses, but there's also what we recommend if you're bringing in an executive, make sure there's a long-term incentive package that works, not only to allow that executive to participate in that value creation or that growth of the organization, but on the flip side, it's the handcuffs. That's what keeps and, and right. it's a it's one of the tools that you can use for retention, assuming we have everything else in line.
0: Yeah. I think what we've learned at doing some of our own searches here in the past six to nine months is we're starting to see more companies think about doing long-term incentive, but then it we really in order to attract that talent to mm-hmm. get them to leave an opportunity, you need to have these long-term incentive plans in place in order to attract the right people for you. So yeah. it's really going to be a key component going into the 2020 and beyond.
1: Yeah. And to that point, you know, if you don't have a long term incentive and you are going after that passive candidate pool to try to get the very best, like we've been talking about now for, I don't know how many episodes, but what are we at, Taylor? 25, 26? Because I get a producer knows so,
0: yeah. we're at like, uh, let's say
1: high 20s. The high 20s, high 20s <laughs> for <sure>. um,
0: <clears throat> But if
1: you're going at it and their current employer does have a long-term and you don't, there's no shot of getting that person. I mean, they're not going to leave that, you know, a good job with a long-term incentive package to go somewhere that doesn't. So as more and more companies are heeding our advice and putting these things in place, if you don't, you're putting yourself behind the eight balls. You're going to be at a competitive disadvantage for sure. Yep, 100%.
0: One other thing that we talked about early on was as companies, and we work with a lot of companies that are privately held, family owned and maybe they've not used a search firm before. Mm-hmm. And so how do they select one that they should use, right? And so our recommendation is obviously, you know, selfishly you should use Verseek here in Minneapolis, but <laughs> the reality is you should go through a due diligence process when you're vetting out who is going to help you find your top talent. This is a critical process for your company to find that next hire. So, you know, spend time, interview them, have them meet with you, understand their process. Mm-hmm. Understand their company and their vision and the things that they do and they do well. And what are the referenceable job searches that they have done that are relevant for you? Yeah. So, again, listen back to that podcast. I think it's important that you spend time not just focusing on, can I get this search done for the cheapest dollars, but how am I going to ensure that I get it done with the right person hired? Yeah. And I think you know dollars will take care of themselves if you get the right hire. So Absolutely.
1: Another podcast was the in and outs of evaluating a job opportunity. So we kind of took a little bit of a sidestep and really focused on more of the candidates' perspective if they are evaluating a new opportunity and really how do you do that? And you know, we don't have time today to go through exactly how to do that, but I thought it was a good podcast to really articulate what are all the different aspects, you know, whether it's the company fit whether it's the job fit, whether it's the right career fit for you. Those are the three big you know, main buckets, but there's a lot of nuances and things in there. So if there's people out there that are looking to potentially make a job change in 2020, that would probably be a great one to go back and listen to. There's a lot yeah. of good stuff in
0: there. It's certainly more complicated than just, Hey, I'm getting more money to go to exactly. company A to company B. It's a lot. They're more in depth to that yeah. kind of dovetailing on George Murray's podcast that we did. We did one even before that that talked about really building out your professional network. And that's, you know, again, if you see yourself at a company and you're not doing networking events, you're not getting out in front of your peer groups, you're doing yourself a disservice in terms of just having people in your network that you can call upon. I think you touched Mm -hmm. on it earlier. So, you know, if you run into a problem at your office and you don't have anybody at your office that you can just bounce something off of, having that network of peers that you really can... Dive deep into you know what did they do that was successful in a certain situation. So Absolutely. continue to build that professional network, and that's on purpose. Every week, every month, every year, you know, don't let that slide by. We meet candidates every day that they start networking when they lose their job, yeah. and that's the worst time. It's not the only time to do it. Yeah, it's just a lot tougher. It'll just extend your process out longer. So Absolutely. do that while you're in your job too.
1: So the other one I want to highlight was. Back on the client side of things are the fundamentals to driving the best talent attraction, so we alluded to some of the two keys that compelling story, but then also putting a position spec now, this podcast was really around how do you put a good recruiting strategy together and act proactively go out and attract if you're you know you put a good position spec together, you got a good story, and if you're expecting people the very best just to see that and come to you. You're kidding yourself. You have to go out and compliment, you know, a good job posting, good networking. But how do you go out and attract the very best? And that podcast really highlights kind of that process. How do you do it and who should be doing it? And how do you show up when you do isolate a potential viable candidate?
0: Yeah, the old days of posting a job and hoping is probably as best as you're going to get in today's labor market. Yeah, well, especially even last month, we had a surprise
1: Surge in job creation in November, right? right? And I think that surprised everybody. And the market's getting tighter and tighter, and it's not going to end anytime soon. So
0: one of the things we also had a guest in one of our episodes not too long ago, Wayne Suri from Vistage Minneapolis. Wayne runs a Vistage Peer Group, and that's typically business owners and CEOs, you know, small to middle-sized companies. They get together on a monthly basis and really work together in a team of anywhere from 15 to 18 people and just work on issues at their companies. They do training, they do advocacy, education. And it's just a wonderful example of getting into a peer group that can help you in your business, help you drive more revenue, help you do an acquisition, help you divest a business, whatever it might be, being part of a peer group. When you're the leader of the company, think about how many people you get to talk to. about your issues, right? And can be kind of lonely. It's sort of, you start talking to the walls after a while, (laughs) asking for a response and really a peer group has become a wonderful addition to everyone's uh, network that they should be in. Absolutely. So I
1: highlighted uh, the fundamentals for driving talent attraction. We also had a podcast around the key aspects to selecting the right talent. And then again, there's a lot in this podcast as well. We won't Have time here to recap everything, but really, it's about understanding—you know—who's evaluating for what and make sure that it's consistent. There's elements of interview bias that we hit on, as far as the order of interviews, kind of the celebrity component of it. There's a lot of these different biases, so. If you're doing some hiring in 2020, really encourage everybody to come back and listen to this one because it's a really good fundamentals yeah. on what are those key aspects when you're selecting and
0: evaluating. Yeah, keeping, know, the right that, keeping that laser focus on the process of selecting. Mm-hmm. Like you said, who does what and when and where, very key to make your selection process go smoother. Absolutely. We also had a guest from Versique join us, Chris Dardis who heads up our HR consulting and search business. And we had Chris in talking a little bit about what do companies do and what the value is of an interim leader coming in when there is turnover in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. What he has found and what we have found at Verseek is you know, that's a great transition opportunity to bring in someone with a fresh set of eyes on an interim basis while you're conducting your search. Again, it allows you to take the right amount of time to find the right talent at the same time, holding everything together and getting the things done that need to get done in that leadership position. It mm-hmm. could be HR leader, it could be a CFO, whatever it might be. But all of those things can be covered in today's market with uh, interim leadership. And again, it allows you to slow down to speed up that hiring process. And I think that's another key as we talked about through these yeah. podcasts. Yeah. And, and on that topic, you know, I think Chris also highlighted is
1: you, know, you get that interim person in there for 30 days, he or she gets to see the you know the organization that this you know executive is going to lead they can help kind of shape that position spec right, and really exactly. give you a good third party you know look into what are the challenges what is the you know the department and then you can go out and find that right yeah, person that's, that's a great so, idea yep. yep all right well our last one number 12 so we're on our, our 12th day here um <laughs> but it was really a podcast dedicated to how a company brand can impact the attraction and retention, you know, the very best in the marketplace. And, you know, a lot of companies are doing some great things around their talent or employer brand. And there is also some things in there as, you know, if you don't have necessarily the best employment brand out on the glass doors and some of the other websites out there, how can you, you know, resurrect those and fix those, but really it's around how can you have a brand out there that attracts and, People want to go to. And that was a great podcast. And in that, we're not the experts, but we have an expert coming in next week. Another guest coming in, Colette from Jamp Software. She is their talent brand manager. So, Jamp Software, who's experienced tremendous growth in the last two to three years, they've put a focus on employment brand so much that they've hired somebody solely. Yeah to be dedicated to it. So I'm really excited to kind of hear not only her story because she's a marketer. She's not an HR representative or an HR executive. She's a marketer helping HR unemployment brands. So I'm really excited to hear her story and more importantly, how it's impacted you know their growth because I think Jamf, Collect can tell us, but I think they've gone from like three hundred employees to a thousand employees in a short amount of time right. and without a good talent brand to attract people, that's a tough job.
0: Right. She'll hell at this as well. Their turnover is really low too. So it gets back to mm-hmm. your retention piece to the talent brand. They're doing great things on both sides. So let's it'll be great to hear from that company and what they do. And then maybe you can take some of those nuggets of information <laughs> and, and bring it back to your own organization. So we encourage you to hear that podcast down the road, maybe right before Christmas. Absolutely.
1: Well, very good. Well, that wraps up this podcast. As always, thanks to the listeners for tuning in every week. We appreciate you doing that. And if you want to get a hold of Scott, you can find him on LinkedIn or hop out to verseek.com. And uh, as always, if you uh, like what you hear, feel free to go out and subscribe to Inside Executive Search podcast on all your favorite
0: podcast channels. Sounds great. This was our second to last podcast of the year. Absolutely. We're going to so. end it on the talent brand, which I think is a great way to to kind of put a cherry on top of the inside executive search Sunday, if yeah. you will. So. so are we technically, Taylor, going to season three come the first of the year? Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. So we're, Excellent.
1: We're wrapping up season two. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening.